This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. It sure is, and welcome to the show. We are ready to go. We hope you are as well. We're going to be talking about employment law, your job, your life, where you spend most of your time. And uh, if you want to, we'll slip in a little bit of uh, going back to work from a temporary layoff due to COVID-19 or otherwise. Bring it on. The phone lines are wide open, so feel free to call in. It is a live show here at uh, 6 minutes after 4. You make it that much better. The only way, the quickest way to get some questions answered is to just call and uh, and ask a question. 604-280-9898. We'll get to some email a little later on as well. That would be help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we uh, talk about it every week, man. If you need it any time of day, you wake up at 3 in the morning panicking, no problem. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca will have the answers you crave. There's also contact at the top of that website. Other than that, shut down your browser. You'll walk away absolutely anonymous and, of course, free of charge. So we'll get to all that a little later on and more in depth. We're also going to talk about if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do these things we will get to that again hugely important so stick around for it uh just lining up some calls here lior but i know you got a matter to talk about uh, first with week that was what's going on pal hey john uh busy 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 week uh, happening yep. at my office a lot of calls answered a lot of questions uh, answered and a lot of uh, people i've spoken with so that's great it makes me happy to be able to uh, solve workplace problems inform and educate because there's no it has been a time since the certainly not since the 18 years that i've been practicing when so many issues have come up questions problems and concerns when it comes to workplace rights and employment law whether it's because you just uh, are, you lost your job or maybe you've been on a layoff for a while and you want to know how long you can be on a layoff or maybe it's a situation where you now are being called back to work but you don't want to go back or your job has changed that and more call us we'll we'll talk about it and i'll help you solve that problem so don't be bashful please there's always answers to your workplace Mm -hmm. problems let me tell you about some things that came across my desk over the last few days Uh, i spoke with a lady when she was uh, called back to work she went back to work but out of the seven people there were uh, back, uh, they were off on the layoff. Uh, only three of them, including her, were brought back. The other four were, were let go. But because of that, the company had to restructure their uh, responsibilities for those that were let go, which means that this lady and the other two people that were brought back had a lot more work to do. She told me that essentially her job had doubled. Whatever she did before, she was doing double now. She was going absolutely insane. There was just not enough hours in the day to get the work done. Needless to say, John, she did not get a pay increase. She was still getting the same. And at her wit's end, she calls me and she wants to know what are my rights. Well, here's the thing. We've talked many times on the show about the idea that your employer cannot demote you. They can't right. take away responsibilities, cut your pay. Well, this is a, a type of change that an employer is not allowed to make. Essentially, the employer is giving her a different job than what she had before. They're doubling her workload. They're doubling her responsibility. They're paying the same. That's not something the employer is allowed to do, meaning she can then obviously continue working if that's what she wants. She can accept this. Or she can treat this as a constructive dismissal. We usually think uh, about constructive dismissal in terms of employer taking away things. But it can absolutely happen with an employer adding things. Whenever your job changes, the job that you signed up for is no longer the job you have now. That is not something that's legal. Your employer cannot do that. 
You can treat that as a constructive dismissal and get your severance if that's what you want to do. She's making that decision now. But certainly, John, I thought that's a very important point to remind everyone listening to the show. You bet. And uh, when we're not doing the show here in the afternoon, uh, you want to give Lior or his team a call, 604-283-3123. Just that simple. But right here and now, your phone calls make it better. And I uh, would love to hear from you this afternoon. you got a few moments. 604-280-9898 is the way to call through. And, uh, Bill, thank you for uh, for standing by there for a few moments. How are you? Well, I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me on the show. You bet. What's up? Well, I just received a letter of termination on Friday uh, after five months on being on a uh, temporary layoff. Um, and in there, they've quoted that um, due to the COVID situation, um, it, it amounts to a frustration of contract. And they are saying that I'm not entitled to notice of termination or severance pay. However, they go on to say, because... They want to help me in my transition. They're going to provide a severance package without prejudice. And they're going to give me eight weeks. Hmm. So, Bill, uh, your employer, are they still operating or are they closed? No, no, they're still operating. They're a major uh, automotive group in Vancouver. Okay. Well, here's what I can tell you with 100% certainty. It is absolutely not a frustration of contract. A frustration of contract would have happened in this situation if they were forced shut by the government, they couldn't be open, they're not allowed to, to hire people or to work. Well, then, hey, what do, you, what do we do here? But no, I understand that COVID impacted the business, of course, but a business can be impacted by many things. So no, this is not a frustration of contract. That's nonsense. So they absolutely owe you severance. So let's talk a bit, a bit, a bit about that. Bill, how long okay. have you worked for this uh, employer? Uh, 18 and a half years. Holy cow, wow. Uh, and what kind of a job, Bill, and how old are you? I'm 62, and uh, I'm in sales. Well, uh, you're owed 18 to 20 months pay, okay? 18 to 20 months, not weeks. So obviously you now know uh, that the eight weeks that they offered you to say that it's a joke, it's an insult to jokes. I mean, it's that <laughs> silly and that, that ridiculous. So that's the bad news. The good news, uh, Bill, this is not going to be difficult to resolve. The position they've taken is so silly and so legally incorrect that it's not going to be difficult. So what I want you to do is I want you to call me at the office. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there all week. I'll help you get the severance that you're owed. You're talking potentially as much as 20 months pay. Uh, we'll get that. Uh, no, and I'm glad you called because anyone else, they may hear those words, frustration of contract. No, it's simply not on. It's not the case. You're owed your severance. Okay. Well, that was kind of what I was... I'm not the only one at the dealership that was let go at this time. It's There's a large group, so I think there might be some other people that will be interested in knowing that as well. Great. Well, I'll be happy yep. to talk to them as well. You bet. Spread the word, Bill. And that's exactly to my point. When we started this show, a two-minute conversation can literally change your life. I mean, that's that's exactly what he found out he didn't know. And then there's going to be others, I'm sure, to follow. Appreciate it, Bill. Um, again, to reach out to Lior, 604-283-3123. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And, I mean, great business people, they they keep us healthy, but we've talked about this on the show kind of tongue-in-cheek, but for all seriousness, quite often it's car dealers and doctors. They just, you know, they're amazing practitioners of what they do, but they just don't know employment law that well, and they get into some, some deep water, right? 
they don't know employment law, but that's okay. I mean, many right. don't. The problem is that they often don't get the advice that they need when they should be getting it. So you're right. I'm not picking on anyone, but I have seen this happen time and time again, you know, with, certainly with car dealerships where it could be, I call it the Wild West there when it comes to employment law. So certainly if, if you're in that situation, if you, you know, I, I understand that car dealerships have struggled. For sure they have. But if you lost your job now, you work in a car dealership, you are absolutely owed your full severance. If you did not get it, call me and you can always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to find out what you should be getting. Yeah, that is absolutely free and anonymous, as mentioned, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Let's uh, slide into a quick break here. We'll give you some time to grab a phone, just like Bill, get some answers really quickly. Absolutely free. So uh, so bring it on. 604-280-9898 is the number. Again, 604 604- Two eight zero nine eight nine eight one reminds you as well. You want to send along an email. We'll try to get to a few of those tonight, and that is hell this afternoon anyway. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Lots more to go here. We're going to keep it busy as you will as well. It sure is. And that number six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight is the number you want to call here at the station uh, for the remainder of the time that we're here. Ask some questions. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for a family member or a colleague, or maybe just you smell something's rotten, man. Something's going down. Your spidey sense is going off at work. And you think something might be coming down the pike that you don't like? Well, uh, get the uh, get the heads up before it happens, so at least you're prepared from an employment law standpoint to uh, to know where to go if it does happen. Again, six zero four two two eight zero nine eight nine eight. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the way to uh, send an email along. But we'll talk about this as well. If you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. How important a topic is this today? <laughs> Well, the problem with employment laws is what people don't necessarily understand is is that you have good rights. You have good entitlements. The law is there to protect you, but the law doesn't protect you if you don't if you don't know what you're you're doing necessarily and if you yeah. give up your rights so you, in other words you have an opportunity to give up your rights and sometimes you do that without realizing it because maybe you didn't know that you had some rights to begin with so we want to talk about situations where you you shouldn't be doing certain things so that you don't lose rights that you already have We'll get to that, but first I want to click over to uh, to Chris, who's been uh, just hanging on there for a moment. Hi, Chris. Good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon. What's up? Um, How are you? Yeah, I I was uh, well. They say temporary laid off um, this week. Mm-hmm. I've been at this place for eighteen years, and they don't want to give me my holiday pay. They say they uh, you know, holiday pay. You've been laid off temporarily, so you expect to go back. Um, yeah, I, actually, I sent all my information to one of your fellows there, Dan, but I just had this one question about the holiday pay that I forgot to ask about, and, and they, they won't pay out the holiday pay. Well, they do have to, okay? They do have to pay it out, uh, and, and for that, if they don't, uh, one of the things you can do is to file a complaint with the Employment Standards Branch. So if, okay. if they refuse to, to cause that's essentially, that's your money, Right. Uh, so for that, you absolutely can. Now, keep in mind, I'm sure you'll talk about that with Dan in my office, is that one of the options that you have right now, because you've been put on a temporary layoff, is to treat that as a termination and get your severance. So when it comes to this temporary layoff, the options are, yes, you sit at home and wait to see what happens, and maybe they call you back, and maybe they don't. That's fine. Yeah. Or you you make the choice instead of them making the choice, which is treat that as a termination and get severance. But yes, with respect right. to uh, to vacation pay, sure, you, you they have to pay it. Uh, and either we can help you or we can even go to the employment standards branch. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be talking to Dan at 1030 on Tuesday. So but it's just kind of something I wanted to clear Perfect. first. So. 
All right. Thank so you. So that was a kind of a, a preview of what he's probably going to tell you. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Chris. Exactly. Okay, bye. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. And again, that number, keep it on you. Keep it in your phone, 604-283-3123, 604-283-3123, and that email address, simple, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, give us a call. It's only it's only 420-604-280-9898 is the number to call in and get some. I mean, you get answers quicker than going through a Tim Hortons drive-thru in this show, man. It's just like you ask, you get an answer, you walk away. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, if you want to preserve no your lineup. workplace rights. Well, no lineup, that's for sure. And you get proper change. Uh, if you don't preserve your rights, uh, workplace rights, don't ever do this. Number one, don't accept, here we go, a temporary layoff without understanding what you are giving up. Well, you know, I, I was just talking about that uh, with the previous caller is temporary layoffs. And my gosh, how many people have been laid off temporarily over the past six months since COVID started? Uh, literally millions across the country. So uh, you don't actually have to accept it. And what I mean by that is with a temporary layoff, you have a right to treat that as a termination. You don't have to wait at home. You don't have to wait to see what happens. You can, of course, or you can choose to treat that as a termination. But when it comes to not giving up your rights, here's what I mean by that is if you accept the layoff, if you stay at home and then the company calls you back and you go back, that's fine. That's good. But here's the big issue. Here's what you're giving up. You're giving up your right to job security. What I mean by that is because you've allowed the company to lay you off temporarily, they now have a right to do it again, meaning you can go back, they lay you off, you come back, they lay you off, and on and on you go. That's a very difficult way to live and work and and pay your bills because you may be in and out of a job. And remember, your employer doesn't have a right to lay you off, but if you allow that to happen, if you accept it, they gain the right to do it again and again and again, and that's a problem. And if you're comfortable with that, okay, that's fine. But what I'm saying is at least if you're going to be accepting the layoff, if you're going to wait at home and wait to be called back, at least understand what could be happening. Understand that you may be giving up rights in the future. So it's not something you should take lightly because it could cause you major problems down the road. And uh, you know we're talking about here already pretty uh, pretty important stuff. And you want to get in on it? Please uh, please give us a call. We got lots of time. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. If you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. Don't uh, accept changes to the terms of employment, even if it's because of COVID. This is so important, and there's so many of them too, right? My gosh. Uh, so. Most people that that have been affected by COVID have actually been laid off temporarily, but a lot of other people have had their job changed. Maybe the employer says, well, we'll we'll have you back, but at different hours or different pay or different days, maybe in different job altogether. So the problem with that is this. The problem is, is if you allow that, if you accept this change, is number one, you now can be stuck in this change. You may assume, oh, yeah, it's probably going to get better. Once COVID is uh, is doing better, then uh, I'll go back to my old job. No, no, not at all. Unless there's an agreement in writing that that's what's going to happen, you may be stuck in this role forever. So you give up the job that you had. You may find yourself, you know, okay, I'll work a couple of days a week now to help my employer. That's fine. But now you can find yourself that that's your job permanently. So that's problem number one, a big problem right there. The other big problem, of course, is, as I said before, by accepting this change, you've given the company the right to do it again. So maybe you say, oh, I'll I'll take this small pay cut because I want to be the good soldier and I'll, I'll help my employer. Well, okay. Well, number one, now that's your new pay forever, potentially. 
And number two is you've given the company the right to do it again. So in a month, when they say we'll reduce your pay again, you won't be able to do anything about it. So when it comes to these types of changes, one of the options you have is to say, no, I'm not accepting it. And if your employer does it anyway, you treat that as a constructive dismissal. Well, it's better potentially to leave, get your severance, find another job. That's an option that you have. And if you don't take that option, at least understand that down the road, that could cause problems. Again, the number to call in, ask your questions here on air during the show, please do. It's the best time, 604-280-9898. I think if everyone's starting now to get the vibe of what we're talking about here when it comes to preserving your workplace rights, and we've talked about it in, in this sort of way before, that you, you you start off with a full quiver of workplace rights on your back. You've got them all. They're already there. But as you take one out and shoot yourself in the leg, you're starting to lose your rights. It's not the other way around like in criminal <laughs> law where you're trying to get more rights. You already have them, but you can give them away, right? Yeah, and that's it. Uh, so many people I've spoken with over the years didn't realize, oh, wait a second, you told me these are my rights? Yeah, we actually yeah. as employees in this province, actually across the country, we have such comprehensive employment rights that protect us. Very different, by the way, than in the U.S. They don't have the same thing. But in Canada, we do. But those rights are not absolute. You can give them up. And oftentimes you do without realizing it. You, you allow things to happen that create new rights. So we want to be very careful with that. You know, the law is there, but you have to stand up for your rights. And if you don't, you, you've given them up. And this next one that you got to be careful not to do, and this is this is so current with uh, the COVID-19 situation, that is just don't refuse uh, return to work because you are feeling unsafe, right? Huge question that I've been getting over the past couple of months is, okay, my employer wants me to come back to work, but I'm, uh, you know, the virus is still out there. I'm not feeling safe to go back, or I still have to take public transportation. I really don't want to. Uh, can I just tell my employer I'm not going back, or I just told my employer I'm not going back? Well, not so fast. You can't do that because if you do that, you actually may be considered to have resigned. So remember, if your employer is meeting the obligations in terms of social distancing and you know limit, limiting the number of people in the workplace, as long as your employer does that, you do have to go back to work. If you don't go back to work, the employer may say, okay, you've resigned. And then, yes, you've given up your job, you've given up your CERB benefit, your EI benefit. Right. So that is a problem. You've given up your rights, your, your, your security, your job. Now, there's a couple of exceptions. Number one is if you have childcare obligations, and the only way you can meet these childcare obligations is by staying at home, then your employer has to provide accommodation. That's number one. Number two is if you have a medical condition and your doctor says, no, you should not be going to work. If they give you a doctor's note, then you're allowed to stay home. You don't have to go back. Whatever that medical condition is, doesn't really matter. Maybe it's a back issue. Maybe it's an anxiety issue. Maybe it's an asthma issue. doesn't matter. As long as the doctor says you're, you, you shouldn't be going back to work and gives you a note, you can stay home. So those are a couple of examples of situations where you are still preserving your rights. But if you simply say to your employer, no, no, I'm not going back. I'm not feeling safe. Even though what you're doing is understandable, you still may be considered to have resigned and given up your rights. Is there someone, I mean, if you want to go down this road, I know a lot of people wouldn't, but if you're still feeling from a, a, the physical space of your workplace is is not up to par, you're feeling unsafe, skittish about it, is there someone you can call in the ministry just to go in and have a look, make sure they're doing all they should be doing when it comes to PPE and all that stuff? Absolutely. Now, the first thing I would say to an employee that's feeling unsafe or doesn't think their employer is doing everything that they're supposed to is have a discussion with your employer, right? right. Let, let's try to resolve this quick 
uh, easily and, and, and amicably. So ask your employer, hey, what have you done? What have you, measures have you put in place? And, and, and a good employer should give you uh, an explanation of everything they've done. If you don't think something is done properly, have that discussion again with your employer. Tell them, hey, I understand that this is not happening or that, you know, the, the lunchroom, you know, people are sitting together. There's no, you know what I mean? Just have that yeah. discussion with your employer. See if you can work it out. If there's still no uh, resolution there, then you can, yes, you can contact the employment standards branch. They can send in an inspector to determine if your workplace is safe. And whatever that inspector says, goes. If they say it's not safe, your employer has to make changes. If it is safe, then you do have to work. So have that discussion. Call the employment standards branch if you have to. Uh, but you do, you should always make sure that you're working in a safe environment. And of course, an employer should always avoid putting employees at risk unnecessarily. All right, we'll keep it going. Short break here coming up, and the phone line, 604-280-9898. Use it. Give us a call. We'll take a break. Uh, take a break. We have lots more Employment Law Show on the way. This is CKNW. And welcome back. Uh, welcome back. Thanks for hanging with us. It's uh, 433. Lots of time for you to pick up that phone and give us a call. Get some information. It's 604-280-9898. You got employment worries. You got to employer worries. That's, uh, that's working as well for 604-280-9898. The email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. In between all that, we're getting back to our topic for this week. And that is if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. This one is huge. Again, a lot of people who are regular listeners of the show would not make this mistake any longer. And that is don't sign employment agreements or anything without knowing exactly what you were signing. I.e. give so, you a call. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, usually I say employment agreements, but since COVID started, I've seen employers ask employees to sign other types of documents, acknowledgments, new terms of employment, what have you. You never should have to sign something else if you're already employed. So if your employer asks you to sign a new employment agreement, another document, out of the blue or in return or in exchange for coming back to work, that's not a good thing. Believe it or not, the easiest way to give up unemployment rights that you have is by signing them away. And almost every single time when an employer say wants you to sign a new employment agreement, that agreement gives away rights that you have. Probably the biggest one is your right to full severance in the future. Probably the most common thing it does is it has a term that says, if we ever let you go down the road, we're going to only pay you your minimum severance instead of your full severance. And that could be the difference between getting eight weeks pay and getting 18 months pay or 24 months pay. It could be huge. It could be massive. So anytime your employer says, I need you to sign this, be careful, be concerned. Do not sign anything without at least understanding what you're signing. If you want my help to explain what it is and what it does, send me a copy. You can email it to me. I'll take a look and I'll tell you if you should be concerned about it. But the easiest, most certain way to give up your rights is to keep signing the documents that give up those rights. So please, please be smart and be very, very careful. You know, we do the uh, show an hour a week, so when you want to reach out afterwards, you could do so. Simply call 604-283-3123. That'll put, in, uh, put you in touch with Lior or a member of of his team. There's also pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. I want to get back to our list of things you should not be doing after we get to a phone call. John, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time this afternoon. How are you? I'm good. I um, just wanted to ask you for casino workers of uh, Grand Villa Casino. If um, there is any chance of, of um, to, to to get any uh, further benefits or to enhance the 
Sorry, John, you still there? Yeah, I'm. I'm still there. So I, I the, the casino is closed, right? Right now, it's not open, and, and yes. there's no date yes. at, at this point as to when it will be open. Yeah, it's uncertain the the time or yeah. So at, right at the beginning of the show, I was talking about this concept of frustration of contract. Frustration of contract mm-hmm. happens when an employer just would like to employ you, they just can't because they're not allowed to. This is that situation. So right now, if the casino was so inclined, they could end the relationship with you uh, and with, with actually not having to pay you. So you're in the very, very minority in terms of your, your, your industry is very unique. Most other businesses are allowed to open, most, not all, but casinos have to be uh, closed. So at this point, it's kind of a wait-and-see approach to see when can they open, what will they do when they do open, uh, will, they, will they allow you to stay on, on a leave or not. But at this point, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in, in your specific situation, there's not much that can be done. Thank you so much, Lior. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. I'm, I'm assuming, I, I guess I shouldn't assume, but I, I would think that maybe he's unionized being a casino. Would that make any difference or no? Uh, it, it would not actually make a difference in this situation oh. in that uh, his employer would still be able to say frustration or contract in some situations. Right. But obviously, in terms of providing any guidance or help if needed, if he is unionized, of course, it would have to be the union. But the, the concept of frustration would really apply in the, in the same situation, uh, whether he's unionized or not. That call, just that simple, 604-280-9898. Still got lots of time to uh, to have your say and get some questions answered. In the meantime, though, if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do these things. We're going down the list here. Don't forget about your employer when you're on a medical leave. Absolutely. If you're going to be off work for uh, an extended period of time because of a medical condition or a disability, stay in touch with your employer. Because if you don't, if you're if you go off and then... Your employer doesn't hear from you for months and months and months. Your employer may be able to say, well, I thought you're not coming back. I thought you were, you left your job. You abandoned it because you never got in touch with us. Now, you just don't want to have to be in that situation. So my best advice when it comes to being on a leave is just stay in touch every once in a while with your employer. Now, if you're going to be off for two weeks, I would tell your employer I'll be back in two weeks, not a problem. But if you're going to be off indefinitely, you don't know for how long, maybe it depends on your recovery or depends on your treatment, You know, every few weeks, send a note to your employer, even if it's once a month, that's okay. Say, hey, employer, I'm still here, working on getting better, I'll be in touch. As simple as that. By doing that, you preserve your right to, to, to have a job and you also preserve your right to get severance if at some point your employment comes to an end. You don't want to have to get into an argument as to whether you abandon your job or not. You don't have to provide a doctor's note every month. You don't have to answer questions, but certainly just to kind of make sure that you're on the employer's radar so you, that they don't forget about you and that you haven't forgotten about them. Very good idea to, to make, uh, make that effort and to stay in touch with your employer if you're going to be off for a while. That's you know that kind of branches out to something I I always ask you when we talk about that particular point and that is your employer if they get a little bit nosy they they're not allowed to ask diagnosis correct just prognosis 
let me so first of all that's that's correct let me tell you a quick story in a second as well but you to your point your employer cannot ask for diagnosis uh, they cannot ask what your condition is what treatment you're getting how long have you had it uh, none of that is questions that your employer can ask the only thing your employer can ask is what is the what is the prognosis can you come back to work can you not do you need accommodation uh, what uh, what gives here that's fine they can ask that. So if they overstep, you can absolutely say no. But here's an interesting situation that came across just a few days ago with actually one of my colleagues. So the person uh, in that situation had had spoken with their doctor. The doctor felt that because of some, some mental health issues, they needed to be off work. So he provided a doctor's note uh, saying, I need to be off work. Well, the employer responded, uh, we need to know if you spoke to your doctor by phone or actually saw them in person. Because if you spoke to them by phone, we're not going to accept this. No, we're going to we're going to say it's nonsense, and we're going to say you have to come in. And this person contacted us and said, "Well, do I have to tell my employer how I saw or spoke with my doctor?" And no, of course not. It doesn't matter. What matters is what the doctor said. If the doctor feels that he or she is able to provide a diagnosis if you speak to them by phone and to give you a doctor's note, that's it. Your employer can't say, well, no, no, we know better than your doctor. Sorry, we know that your doctor cannot diagnose you over the phone. No, that's nonsense. It cannot be that way. So that's an employer that's overstepping their bounds. And I see that very often when it comes to medical condition. Your employer ultimately has to do what the doctor's note says if they question it, if they don't believe it, if they push back, if they make demands. None of that is right. None of that is legal. You want to call me at that point. Again, that number is 604-283-3123. Preserving workplace rights, don't ever do this. Uh, Don't quit unless it's completely voluntary. Voluntary. Yeah, it it is a, a very big one. And you definitely give up your rights if you quit when you don't want to. So remember, you're the only one as an employee that can decide if you want to quit. So if you decide you don't want to work somewhere and you want to find another job, cool. Yeah, you can quit. That's obviously your right. But if someone says, uh, I expect you to quit or you have to quit, no. The answer to that is absolutely not. No, employer, if you want me not to be here, you have to let me go with my severance, but why would I quit? No way, absolutely. So you give up your severance if you quit when you shouldn't be quitting. Uh, so never do that. If your employer imposes a condition uh, or, or makes a threat, make sure you get something in writing or you send them something in writing saying, employer told me that I have to quit. Not going to quit. Sorry, uh, I don't see a reason. Don't make it easy for your employer to avoid paying you what you're legally owed. Very, very common way where employees walk away from their rights. Please, please don't let that happen. We'll uh, endeavor to get a couple emails on here before the end of the show. But in the meantime, as we uh, go to a quick break here, you want to make that phone call. you still got time. 604-280-9898. Make that call. Ask a question as we continue on here. And more of the things you want to preserve your workplace rights by not ever doing. We'll get back to that list after a break. Employment Law Show, CKNW. We are back indeed. It is uh, 4.45, so if you're going to make that phone call, get your question in, uh, do it now, 604-280-9898, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And any time when the show is not on the air, you just need some more information, you're wondering about something, you can always call Lee or it's uh, 604-283-3123, but the online resource, and it's a good one, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, absolutely free. It's anonymous. There's also the uh, severance pay calculator worked into that website and so much more. So check it out, if only for interest's sake, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. 
Ca. Yeah, so you want to preserve your workplace rights, telling you things you should never do, and, uh, you know, document everything. How about that one? Document absolutely everything. Yeah, so do not avoid documenting things, and, and don't forget to document things. Very, very important. If uh, your boss says something to you, or and you say, gosh, I wish that there was a record of this. Well, no problem. Go back to your office or home and send an email confirming what was said. Something happened that you want a record of. Make a note of it for yourself, or send an email to someone confirming what happened. Uh, dates, times, very, very important, because what this does is later on, it avoids a he said, she said type of a situation. So that's a very good way to preserve your rights, not to give them away. It's it's never a good uh, a good battle to be in if, if it's one where you say something happened and someone else says, no, it didn't. It, yeah, you can obviously be successful, but why do that? Hey, look, I have write, something in writing. There's a record. Uh, my employer, you know, said something to me or threatened me, uh, or they, they told me my job is changing or my pay is being reduced. They, they told me I have to resign. Have a record of that. Make sure it's in writing. If it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. If it's in writing, it's always going to be helpful. It's always going to help you preserve your, your rights. So that's advice that you should always take with you. And of course, tell others to do the same. I know some people, and we've had callers, uh, you know, in this topic saying, well, what if I document everything or I send an email about a beef or some other matter with an employer or my boss and they don't get back to me? I send the email, but I never get a response. Is that okay? That is perfectly good, actually. That's excellent. As long as you send an email, their silence is the same as acceptance. I've said this before to individuals yeah. that your silence is the same as acceptance. Well, the same thing with your employer. If you send an email to your employer saying, hey, this is what happened today, and they don't respond back denying it, they may as well have responded back saying, yes, we did. Yes, it's exactly what happened. So send that email. No, Not getting a response back is perfectly appropriate and perfectly fine. Another one about this, uh, preserving your workplace rights. You don't ever want to do this, and don't accept unfair discipline or inaccurate performance reviews. A lot of people do that. They just go, oh, well, whatever. It's, you know, it's been written down. I guess there's not much I can do about it, and they do accept it. Not good, right? Not good at all because oftentimes what happens is if that, that bad performance review or that unfair discipline may be a step in the process for the company trying to let you go for cause. And you, you accepting it, you not saying anything makes it easier. So you absolutely are giving up rights potentially if you're silent when your employer gives you bad performance reviews, if it's not justified. Now, if it's justified, okay, it is what it is. Do your best and move on. But if it's not justified or it's not accurate or it's not fair, say so. Say so in writing. Explain exactly why. Employer, you said that I didn't do a, job, a good job on these projects. Well, here's what actually happened. It was a team of 10 people. I only had this small role. Whatever it is, explain what happened. Put your position in writing. I'm not saying be confrontational or aggressive or disrespectful. Not at all. But it's important to put your position in writing so that you preserve your rights. That makes it that much more difficult later on for the company to even think about letting you go for cause. So don't agree or don't be silent about something that you disagree with. I want to take another phone call. we got some uh, some time here. Love doing that. John, thanks for standing by. Good afternoon. Yeah, my question is uh, I'm on CERB right now, currently laid off. I'm expecting them to call me back to work. But when they do call me back to work, what if they try to say, you know, 
your job's going to be different and the pay is going to be different or they want to change things around. I want to know what's my rights in that type of a situation. Absolutely, John. And that's a very co- good question and a very common one that I've been seeing these days. So an employer does not have a right to make significant changes to the terms of your employment. So if your employer says, we're, gonna ch- we're changing your job, we're changing your pay, you have two choices at that point. Option number one is you can accept it and continue working. Of course, the problem is you may now be stuck in that new situation for good. That's option one. Option number two is you can treat that change as a, as a constructive dismissal. Again, it's called constructive dismissal, meaning you can then force them to end the relationship with you and pay you severance. So those are the only options. You either accept, continue working, or you treat that as a constructive dismissal. The problem with accepting, John, as I said, is number one, you're gonna, you potentially could be stuck in that situation for good, but by accepting, you've also given the company the right to make other changes in the future. So right now you think, okay, it's not too bad, no, whatever, I'll accept it. Well, six months from now, six weeks from now, whatever it is, they may do it again and make a bigger change. And at that point, you won't have any options because you let it happen the first time. Does that answer the question, John? Yeah, it does. Uh, what about, uh, i got one more question, can I sure. ask? Yeah, you sure. bet. What about while you're laid off, like right now, currently I'm laid off, but I do get phone calls from customers and inquiries, and sometimes my even my boss might ask me a couple things. Those are work-related type of like tasks or duties or does that mean I'm kind of like I'm laid off and I'm still kind of doing a little bit of work, or how does that work? Like, is that, is that a so? That's that's a great thing? question. While you're on a on layoff, or you're not being paid, they do not have a right or employer to expect you to do anything that's work related, okay? Uh, because they're not paying you, unless of course they're going to pay you. So it's your right if you choose to say, "Sorry, I'm I'm not answering questions. I'm disconnecting because I'm not being paid. I'm I'm you know I'm not on the clock." That's your right. You may choose to do that or you may choose to say, "I'll help you out because I'm a nice guy." Whatever. That's up to you, but certainly they cannot expect you uh to work and you're absolutely allowed to shut off your phone and say, "I'm not checking emails. I'm not answering calls until I'm back at work." Uh-huh. Okay. Good enough for now, John. You want to reach out uh, further, ask any more questions when we're not on air? No problem. Here's how you do that a couple ways. First, the email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the phone number is 604-283-3123 to reach out to Lior anytime. Let's get to the uh, the big one, the granddaddy on this list of things you don't want to do to preserve your workplace rights. Don't ever do these things. And this one probably has the biggest monetary impact, and it is do not, don't sign that severance letter. John, about an average once a week, uh, I speak with someone that accepted their severance package and they uh, didn't realize that there was an issue with it. And then they realized later on that, oh my God, they were owed significantly more. And they call me very concerned and very upset saying, Leroy, I just realized my my severance offer should have been a lot more. Uh, Can you please help me? And unfortunately, I can't. I can't. Why? Because by accepting that severance offer, you've given up your right to severance. Yes, you may have been legally owed five times more what the employers offered, but you you accepted, you chose to accept something less, you've given up your rights. Please, please don't let that happen. Especially these days where it may take you a lot longer to find another job. 
you know, prior to March, certainly in BC, you know, it was not that bad finding a job. Well, things have changed now. It may take you a long time. So you need that severance to carry you until you find another job. So if you accept three months pay and, sh- and it should have been 23 months pay, there's yeah. nothing that you can do. Please don't let that happen. You, you will give up your rights. 90% of people, 90%, that's pretty high number. When they're offered severance, it's a lot less than what they're owed. Not, you know, okay, well, a month or so off. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about half or a third of what it needs to be. Please don't let that happen to you. You know know better. You can tell others so that they know better. Don't give up your rights in that way. We'll uh, finish off the last minute and a half with an email. As promised, Henry writes in and said, Hey, guys, I've received a few warnings over the last three years with respect to my work performance. How many warnings does my employer have to provide me before they can let me go for cause? Well, it really does depend on what you've done. You know, the, the harsher or, or sorry, the, the more serious a thing you've done, the, the bigger problem you've caused, the less warnings are needed. You know, whether you were late to five minutes is different than if you were late uh, an hour. So generally, as a, as a rule of thumb, three. Three warnings is kind of a minimum I would expect before an employer can consider terminating an employee for cause. But in some situations, more are needed. And in some situations, you won't even need that many. What is important to keep in mind is that it's extremely difficult to terminate employment for cause. And in the vast majority of cases, when you may have done something wrong and you lose your job because of it, that's still not cause. Just like if you're going to be jaywalking, that doesn't mean you'll go to jail because of it, right? You may have done something wrong. Maybe you'll, you'll get a fine. Well, you've done something wrong at work. Maybe a warning or even a suspension is appropriate, not a termination for cause. That would be a wrongful dismissal. And severance could be significant. If you lost your job, even if you've done something wrong, let's talk. Give me a call. All right, we've covered a lot of ground on the show today. Appreciate your input and all your phone calls. You want to carry on now and reach Lior, member of his team. Don't hesitate, really. Keep these uh, contact points in your phone. 604-283-3123. If only for a chat, that's the way to do it. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email you, uh, we use. If you just want to go to employmentlawyer.ca, by the way, you'll catch past radio shows and links to our television show. And finally, have that employment lawyer with you at all times in the electronic version, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is where you want to go. We'll catch you next time. Employment Law Show right here on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.